Hello friends, it's Jim Nance and it's my great pleasure to welcome you to Beyond the Clubhouse, a podcast hosted by my friend Garrett Johnston. He is a testament to one of the great things about this sport, the friendships that come from playing or even just talking about the game. And you're going to meet some of the characters that Garrett has gotten to know from this past decade plus that he's been covering the sport. You're going to hear from players, caddies, members of the media. You're going to get the storytelling, the golf news, the players' swing tips, and a whole lot of laughs. It's coming your way with this edition of Beyond the Clubhouse. Here's Garrett. Thanks, Jim Nance. This week, we've got Austin Kaiser, the caddy for Xander Schauffele, on the pod this week, talking all things Olympic golf. What happened in the celebration? How was that? Uh, what kind of response did he get from other caddies, from fellow friends? And what was it like down the stretch, the conversations with Xander? What were the key points on Saturday, on Sunday, uh, to get the win? And, and just what a huge moment it was for both of their careers. So we get into things with Austin. Uh, before we get to that, Encore Golf, check out Support Your Country and check out their limited edition Olympic flag golf balls. And you've got the logo, any country you want to uh, put in there that's participating in the Olympics, you can Put that on your golf ball, on the Vero X1, uh, the Avant 55, and the Elixir Golf Ball. So check them out, EncoreGolf.com, and on social media as well, at EncoreGolf. And just punch in my promo code B, the letter B, Clubhouse, to get 10% off on merchandise with Encore Golf. Let's get to it here, Austin Kaiser on Beyond the Clubhouse. Well, my next guest is Austin Kaiser. You know him as the caddy for Xander Shoffley. And Xander, of course, wins gold in Japan. What a huge week it was for them. And Austin, what's going on today? How are you? You're in Memphis. So much travel going on. Yeah, um, it's been hectic. A lot of traveling, a little jet lag right now. So uh, sorry if I uh, if I misspeak or anything like that. But uh, yeah, it's, it's been a hectic little uh, month stretch here for us. For sure. Well, and obviously winning the gold, being there with Xander, your old college teammate, you've known him for years. What did, what did that mean to you to get the win there in Japan? Um, it was huge for us confidence wise going forward. Um, since, you know, we've had a lot of close calls and tournaments and we've led some tournaments and let them get through our, through our fingers and whatnot. So it was good just to be able to close the tournament, uh, especially for his confidence moving forward. Um, you know, having the lead going Saturday and Sunday and, and keeping his composure the way he did, it was huge for uh, for his confidence moving forward. Has it sunk in yet for you? I mean, it's been a couple of days, but still a huge win. Uh, yeah, it's starting to sink in a lot more now that everyone coming up to us here in Memphis and kind of, you know, wishing us well and, and congratulating us. So um, it's starting to sink in quite a bit. Um, you know, everything on social media that's happening. So it, it's it's been good. Well, speaking of the congratulations, what have been some of the more impactful, like kind of memorable congratulations you've gotten here in the last few days? Um, you know, it's just, it's good seeing, uh, you know, other caddies giving you congratulations, you know, having your own peers give you congratulations, tell you how good of a job you did. I think that means more to me than, you know, if another, another player, another sport, like for instance, Michael Phelps kind of congratulated both of us, but having your peers kind of congratulate you means a lot more to me personally, just because it, it shows that, you know, they respect you and whatnot. So I think those have all been great. All the caddies have been so good to me. So it's been good. Well, hold on. You can't drop a Michael Phelps bomb without explaining that a little bit. Okay. So, so I mean, where were you guys and how did that all happen? <laughs> it was more, it's, a, it's been more on social media where all these people are, are congratulating. I haven't obviously met any of them in person. Um, 
but like just having them tag you in a post saying, Hey, congrats to you and your caddy, your caddy should get a medal, you know, and all this, but you know, it's, it's been good. I haven't gotten personal congratulations from them um, in person, but you know, having them tag you in, in social media and stuff, it's, it's, it's pretty cool. Well, speaking of social media and um, getting a medal, Robin Gillis on Twitter wanted me to ask you, do you agree that caddy should also get medals? Um, I'm kind of on the fence about it. I, you know, I, everyone has asked me, you know, I've seen Max Homa's tweets and all, and all these other people saying that I should get it. I honestly am not too worried about it. I, I just wanted to win. You know, I've, I've told Xander in, in the past, you know, people have brought up like money and, and trophies and whatnot. And I told them, you know, I, I just want wins. Like it's good for our legacy as a, as a team. I, I just would rather have a win. And I told him I'd rather have second place money in a win than first place money in a second, you know, and he's kind of like, Oh, that's kind of cool. You know? So I, you know, when it comes to those kind of accolades, I mean, would it be cool to have one? Yeah, it would, but you know, I'm not going home with, you know, any negative, any negative ideas in my head that I didn't get a medal. So um, it, it doesn't affect me too much. Would it be nice? Yes. But I'm, you know, I'm not getting too picky. I just, I really wanted to win. Yeah. Well, speaking of the win, like when did, was there a point where you got emotional in the aftermath of just realizing, wow, how big this was? Um, yeah. I, you know, not so much the aftermath. When I called my wife about 20 minutes after we finished, the first person I called, she was bawling. So it, I got emotional then. I got some tears in my eyes because I realized like, you know, this is a big, big deal. You know, I've had people stay up all, all my friends text me like dude we stayed up till 2 a.m to watch so at that point i knew like okay this may be a big deal because i i sure as heck wouldn't have stayed up to watch golf at 2 a.m like i don't care who was playing i, I would not be doing that so um yeah i kind of sunk in you know when she, when when she called me and she was crying I, I i definitely got a little emotional you know yeah your wife tiffany checking in i mean that's th those are rare phone calls to have i mean you just never know how many big wins you're going to get in your career right for sure. You know, I mean, I, I don't take them for granted because I know how hard it is to win on the PGA tour. And, you know, a lot of people don't really realize that, you know, you see people on the internet and everything so negative about not winning and, you know, it's hard to win out here. You know, even though you got Dustin Johnson, John Rom, like you don't see anyone doing what Tiger did and, and winning eight times or five times in a year, you know, if you win twice a year, it was a heck of a good year. So, Big so, time. Uh, yeah, I don't take those for granted, and I know I know what they mean. So, yeah. Well, you mentioned uh, buddies texting you late two in the morning their time, whatever it was. Uh, what kind of response did you get? Like, was it a large number of text messages you got from everybody, or what was that like? When I turned my phone on about fifteen minutes after I finished, I think I had like two hundred and nineteen messages, and I didn't even know I had that many friends. I, I don't know who <laughs> texted me, but. I was getting text messages out of the woodwork from people that don't even golf, you know? So that was the cool part. And I kind of helped me put into perspective how big of a deal this, the Olympics was because I was getting texts from people that have no idea anything about golf. And they're like, Hey, good job. I saw on TV. Like, and I'm like, wow, this is, this is kind of a cool, cool thing. So that definitely helped put it into perspective of, of you know, what's, what's going on here. So. Mm -hmm. Well, obviously yeah. a, a long week, like, some great stuff you guys got done together as a team, but what are some of the highlights that really stand out for you just as you look back on it? Um, you know, the, the one thing I wish um, would have happened that week, I didn't get to go to the Olympic village at all. Like me or Xander really didn't get to go. And 
that's the only negative thing I could think about that week that I wish I would have gone. Cause I think that would have been a highlight for sure. Um, just to see everything, see all the athletes doing their thing. So I, I wish I would have gone. I mean, I'm hoping next time, you know, we'll make the team and, and I'll be able to do it then in, in Paris. But, you know, um, other than that, like just enjoying food there, like the food is really good there. We had uh, a guy bringing us food, basically like an Uber eats every night. Cause we couldn't, leave the hotel it was golf course hotel and like we couldn't leave so luckily we had we had a personal guy bringing us food and the food is amazing there so that's one of the things and just the overall like the overall atmosphere when you get there you know there's it's such like a team atmosphere but it's everyone's together competing so it's you know it's really good good vibe to get out of that whole that whole situation so mm. and here's what's happened after you guys got the win what was it that no, the next morning, right? You guys had a night over and then the next morning you're on the plane, right? Going yeah. to Memphis. What was the celebration like on the plane? Cause I know one of your fellow caddies had a birthday. You, the drinks were flowing, like paint us yeah. a picture. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that the night we won wasn't too hectic. Um, Xander actually, his uh, grandparents came in and visited us at the hotel. Um, so we didn't, we, maybe had four or five beers max each. Um, but we were so tired and exhausted that, you know, we called it an early night. I mean, 12 o'clock. So, but that following morning, I didn't expect to get on the plane and start drinking, but we got on the plane and, um, Christian Bazutin house caddy, Johan, he, uh, you know, he came up to me. I was just sitting in my chair watching, watching a movie and he came up and he's like, Hey, let's go have a drink. So I, I walked back there and there's probably five caddies back there just enjoying drinks, kind of, you know, just talking and talking about the week. And I think we were being a little too loud and we were drinking a little bit that, you know, next thing you know, there's 15 people in there and we're just, we actually drank all the beers on the plane. They, they had no more beer when we landed. So I don't know how many beers we drank, but I, I was drinking Coke and whiskey and then everyone was, it was just mayhem. I don't know if you saw my Instagram. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Um, Penner, who caddies for um, Cam Smith, ended up sharpening his two middle teeth. I don't know how that came in, but ended up sharpening his two middle teeth, made it look like he was missing teeth. And that just, I mean, if that's not painting a picture for you right there of how crazy it was, that I don't know what else would, but it was a lot of fun. Like I enjoyed my time. Even Xander went back there and, and had, had a couple drinks with us and Mark Leishman was back there. So it was, it was a great little, uh, four or five hours we had on that plane so and just talking, go ahead yeah sorry. just talking golf not even not even necessarily golf just you know everything life and and just talking random stuff that ended up being hilarious you know we were all <laughs> laughing it was, it was a great time yeah well here's the thing is that you're telling me hey the night before it wasn't that crazy i had a couple of beers wait you posted yes i do follow your instagram I, on your instagram story the video in the bus with you, Xander, your dad, or, or Xander's dad, you know, we are the champions blaring in the background. You're biting the gold medal. You're telling me that's not, that's not off the clock. That's not crazy. Yeah. I mean, that wasn't crazy, especially compared to the, the following day, but uh, yeah, you know, it, it, that van ride meant a lot to me just because, you know, we were sitting in there and we were talking about the day and just how crazy everything was. And you could tell a lot of weight was lifted off Xander's shoulders that, that night. Um, just the way he was acting, his smile. I haven't seen that smile in a long time. So that van ride was, was really cool to me. So it was a good experience. Hmm. A long time just being like, what, how long would you say? I mean, we, you know, in my mind, we won the tour championship last year. I know that might not be 
you know, politically correct to say, but, you know, he didn't even get to experience that win because it technically wasn't a win. So you don't get the same vibe. Like, even though we won that week um, on a gross aspect, not a net tournament, you know, I don't, I'm, I'm probably, I'm probably stepping the lines here, but um, you know, he didn't get to celebrate it like it was a win because he didn't, he technically didn't win. So, you know, it, I'd say the last time I saw him was probably the last time we won where he had that big of a smile. And that was century, you know, um, the night we ate dinner at, in Maui after he won was probably the last time I saw him smile like that. I mean, he's always smiling, but it was a different, you know, it was a different yeah. vibe in the way he was going about, you know, the rest of that night. So. And how did it feel to be able to share that moment, uh, that video of you on Instagram, you know, biting the, the gold medal, we are the champions, share it with his dad and, and Xander. Like it, does that, that's a, that's a pretty cool thing, huh? Yeah, it was, it was, it was awesome, you know, cause me, you know, we're all a close knit team, you know, so just the fact that it was us three and a driver and like nothing, no one else, it was, it was a really good moment for all three of us as a team. Cause it was like so much weight lifted off our shoulders, such a big day, you know, it ended up being a great experience. The fact we had the medal in there, it was, it was awesome. Like I, I can't put it in the words, you know. For sure. We, well, we talked about how emotional you got, right? 15 minutes afterwards, calling your wife, Tiffany. What about Xander? How emotional did he get kind of in those, you know, after the win? Uh, I think it, it was hard for him to get emotional just because he had the podium. He had two hours of media right after we win. While he was, I was watching the playoff uh, for bronze and he was, he was doing media the whole time. So he's like, well, where were you? And I was like, oh, I was just watching the playoff, you know, like watching, trying to get, Colin to win, you know, bronze, which, which would have been sweet for us. But um, yeah, he was just constantly doing media. And then after he was done, they said, all right, you guys are good to go. We met in the locker room to clean up his locker and whatnot. And I think that's when it finally like, hit him. Cause he, you know, he came up to me, we gave him each other a hug again. We were just, you know, we're acting like brothers, just, just having fun, you know, and, and you could tell at that moment, it's like, yeah, we did this. That's, this is where it's at, you know? So that was, I think that was the moment because he couldn't, you know, he didn't really have time to like celebrate until, until everything was said and done, you know, so. Hmm. Well, either in, in that time that you just described there or even on the plane, was there a cool exchange you were able to have with Sander to realize, hey, listen, no, we, we, we did this. We got this uh, converted to the lead. We got the win. Yeah, it was probably that moment in the locker. You know, he, you know, he, come, he comes up to me, punches me in the chest a couple of times. He's like, <laughs> I, I don't want to say what he said because I probably, probably get in trouble for it, but. There were some uh, explicitives and uh, and it was a lot of happy, happy moments in there. So um, that was probably the moment where, you know, the weight was just completely lifted off both our shoulders and we were just relieved. I guess that's all you can say. We we're relieved, you know. For sure. No, that, that totally makes sense. Um, you know what? You guys also shared an, an interesting moment from uh, driving back from Aronami when you guys almost made that playoff. Remember 2018, you're trying to make the Ryder Cup team and you and Xander got the call or Xander got the call from Captain Furyk said, hey, you're not going to make it this time. Xander put it on speaker. Can you just kind of describe for us what that was like and how much now you guys really want to get to the Ryder Cup? Yeah, I was I wouldn't say it was a devastating moment because we both knew it was a possibility we weren't going to make that team. Uh, we both knew. If we won Aronami, it would have been a different story. Um, we came really close. You know, we finished one back of the playoff. So um, it was raining. I remember it specifically. It was, it was raining. Um, he gets a call. He, he points his phone, phone to me, and I, it said, you know, Jim Furyk on it. So I'm like, okay. 
Uh-oh. He puts it on speaker, turns it on, and he's like, mate, he was quick and to the point. He said, hey, Xander, great playing this week. Um, I'm just calling to let you know um, you this isn't your time to play Ryder Cup, and you will have plenty of experiences coming down the road, but I'm going to pick Phil and, and Tony. Um, I hope you understand. And and, and he, he hung up shortly after, and, and we both looked at each other, and we are just like, well, you know, it wasn't meant to be. You played well nothing we could do now um let's just say we we're bummed really it wasn't more of like devastation it's just like ah, we had our chances and we we didn't pull it off so nothing really nothing really more to that you know so yeah well but now obviously the Ryder Cup coming up um you know what it re- reminds me of team play and the President's Cup and remember the celebration I'm looking at my phone you texted me your celebration from 2019 I can't believe I can't find it. But you remember what you looked like after in that after party. You had a Heineken beer in your hand. You were dancing at the onesie yeah. American flag. First of all, tell us about what your perspective was like on that celebration because it was pretty epic. Yeah. I mean, going into that that final day, none of us expected to win. I mean, to be honest, I can tell you Tiger Woods himself didn't didn't expect us to win. He knew we could do it easily. You know, our team was was stacked and we had the capabilities of doing it. But the fact that we came back after, you know, that deficit and we pulled it off, made the made the uh, celebration even more, you know, more powerful, more, more fun. Because everyone was just so relieved after such a stressful week. You know, we're all stressed out the entire week. There was no alcohol. We had a dry week. So everyone was on edge. (laughs) And after that, you know, once that final putt dropped in, everyone's just like, give us the beer. Like, let's go. We're finally ready. So, uh, yeah. I, when I drink, my dance moves tend to come out and, you know, it was, it was one of those that was caught on camera. So yeah. what can I say? It was, it was a, it was a fun night. But you were totally in your element, man. I mean, you, you look like you were just on top of the world. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it felt like that. I, I mean, I'm, I'm a really competitive person. So whenever we win, I, I live it up, you know, it's, it's what we do and what we play for, you know, we want to win. So when you pull it off, it, it's that much, you know, more exciting. For sure. Well, hey, I want to ask you a little bit about the dynamic between you and Xander. Why do you guys work so well together? I know you're college teammates. You guys know each other for years. But what is it about your partnership that works so well? Um, yeah, like I said, we've known each other for years. And I know, you know, what makes him tick and, and, and his capabilities on and off the course. And, and we're not afraid to tell each other, you know, what we, what we, what's on our mind. Like, I, I'll tell him. He tells me. And, you know, we both accept the, the cold, honest truth. So. I think there's just no boundaries with us where, you know, we're not afraid to say something and, and I'm, I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. And, and he puts that out on the table. Like, Hey, if you have a problem, like, let's just get this out on the table and say it. And so there's no miscommunication. And that's, that's kind of what we strive for is just no miscommunication and no, you know, errors through, through that. So I think that's what makes it so strong. I mean, I mean, can't tell you what makes it strong, but, just that natural brotherhood like I see him as a brother and he sees me as a brother so it's it makes it easy for both of us for sure well hey I got a couple uh Twitter questions at golf writer Kiel said how did the competition at the Olympics feel different from a PGA tour event uh for you um you know it wasn't too much of a difference honestly it kind of just felt like a limited field like a WGC event because there's only 60 guys so it kind of had that feeling to it um Obviously, being in Japan and, and the restrictions with COVID and everything, it, it made it a little more uh, less intimate, I should say, I guess. Uh, 
you know, we were all separated and, and things like that were, were difficult to get by. But um, other than that, it felt very similar to a PGA event. I mean, most of the guys there are members on the PGA event anyway. So it was nice just to be, you know, around them and, and talk with them. So it kind of made it feel like a PGA event. So it wasn't, it wasn't that much different. Yeah. Um, another question from RLM, RLM grandpa at RLM grandpa. He said, uh, which part of Xander's play was the most significant in getting the gold medal? Like what, if you had to pinpoint it, like what, what part of it? Oh, a hundred percent. It was the putting. Um, you know, we switched back from the arm lock, uh, before the British at the Scottish open we did. And, uh, I think it made the world a difference. Um, putted really well at the open, honestly, just didn't, it didn't hit it too great. So, I mean, that's what kind of held us back from placing really high at the open. But other than that, I mean, I think it was his putting 100%. Um, coming down the stretch, he made five or six putts that were just really clutch, you know, and in the moment where that's kind of looking back, that's where we didn't win the tournaments is we, we missed out on two or three putts that, you know, easily could have won his tournaments. And, uh, this week he, he made those putts and, and, uh, yeah, he, he was just really clutch with the putter all week. Well, you talk about, um, I, I think about round three, like there were a lot of putts that really kind of kept the momentum going you know, on Saturday, on Saturday, right? Oh yeah. Round three was, was honestly the most important day. Um, looking back, I know we had that eight under on Friday, but if Saturday didn't, turn out the way it did we wouldn't even been able to have a chance because it could have easily been a three or four over day the way he was hitting it and he you know he got up and down from some spots that were just not great uh putted amazing um so if if it wasn't for saturday's three under that could have been a three over we wouldn't even have the chance to win the gold so saturday was honestly the most important day to us and, and take me through sunday a little bit the hot start you guys are just out of the gates just on fire what do you think was work was this working so well with that uh, we were just playing smart golf. Um, there's a difference. We didn't play. I don't want to say we played conservative and, you know, with a lead, you know, a lot of guys will play conservative and uh, we didn't, we played conservatively smart. Like we knew when to take our chances and, and when not to, you know, so, you know, he's making his putts, he was hitting his drive straight and, and that, and at that course, if you hit the fairways, you can score low there. I mean, you saw Sabatini shoot 10 under and I'm, I didn't see his round, but I'm sure he was hitting fairways, you know, and, and making putts. So, it was doable out there if you, if you hit fairways. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's definitely doable. What conversations come to mind the most towards the end of the back nine on Sunday? I mean, you guys had a big up and down from what, 98 yards to win it. I mean, was yeah. there anything kind of in the lead up to, to that last, you know, moment there that was important conversation wise? Uh, it was more on 14. You obviously saw we, we hit a errant drive and, and, I mean, we got away with a great bogey. I hate to say that on a short part five, but <laughs> he made a, He made a bogey that was, you know, the game. She made a six footer sliding downhill that, you know, kept it going. I knew where we were um, relative to lead and everything. I knew we had a one shot lead going into 14. I asked uh, Bones Mackay um, what, what was going on. And he told me and Xander didn't really know. So I didn't really want to tell him at that moment because I knew there's a board on the next hole and I knew he would see it. So we, uh, yeah, we pardon and all of a sudden, you know, we're tied for the lead, but we had, I knew we had one more really easy hole and that was 17. If we can just get through two pars, birdie 17, and then all we would have needed to do was par 18. And that's what happened. So, um, after 14, I kind of told him, I'm like, Hey, we're tied for the lead right now. And if I would have told you on Thursday <laughs> that we'd be tied for the lead with three to go 
you would have taken it right then and there. And he's like, yeah, let's do it. So, I mean, from that moment on, he, he was all attacked. So, you know, I'm, I'm just proud of the way he uh, handled everything. Because most guys would have lost their mind after that 14, 14th hole. You bogey a par five when you have a one-shot lead, then you're looking for birdie. So, that was the moment, I think, that that definitely propelled us to the to the end. For sure. Well, and for you, what does it feel like when your player makes the winning putt for a gold medal? I mean, I don't know if you saw on camera, but in the background, you can kind of see me fist pump because I was, yeah. I was sitting there. I didn't know if I should look at the putt or the board on 18. And I looked at the 18th. I saw he was about to take it back. I, I peeked over at the putt and I saw it go in and I just threw up a fist bump. I mean, he didn't even throw up a fist bump, but I did. <laughs> it was just it was such a good moment. I mean, it's, it's the, the ones you dream of, you know, making the, the last putt on the final hole to win it all. So, I, yeah, you could see my face in, in, in the picture and I was just ear to ear smiling. So I, it was unbelievable feeling. For sure. Well, you know what? Like there's a lot of golf fans that follow Xander and they see, as you said, he didn't show a lot of emotion um, even in, in the winning putt. So what is something about Xander, you know, him as a former teammate, as a friend that, that maybe golf fans would, uh, would think is funny or, or just would be amused by. Uh, you know, the way he handles himself, like Xander doesn't show a lot of emotion, but from behind the scenes, he's a goofy kid. Like I'll be the first one. To, he'll be the first one to tell you he is a goofy guy who, you know, he's, but he's not, he's not weird. He's just goofy. You know, he does his things and, and a lot of guys laugh at him just for the way he does them. So, um, yeah, he's just, you know, he's really easy going, um, very young at heart. So a lot of people don't see that on TV because he doesn't show much emotion. You would think, oh, this guy's lame because he doesn't fist pump and throw clubs and all this, but he's really not, you know, he's, he's really easy to get along with. And I mean, I, it, I'd be hard to find someone that says anything negative about him. So, yeah, it's, it's, he's a good guy. I mean, simple as that. For sure. Well, Hey, you know what, we're going to wrap up here, but what do you, what are you always going to remember about that week, that gold medal winning week for team uh, Shockley? Uh, I'm definitely going to remember the Sunday. I mean, cause just being in the lead, you know, you, you kind of fall back on things that happened um, during the leads and, and how you could handle future, future leading, you know, incidences and whatnot. But um yeah, I'm just going to remember that Sunday, that final feeling, like you said, of, of him making that putt. Um, it was just such a euphoric feeling that it's something that's going to be engraved in me, you know. So that's that's one thing I'll remember from that week for sure. But, I mean, I love Tokyo. I, we've been a couple times, and, and I, you know, I just love the culture, the food, everything about it. So it was just all, an all-around great week. So. And the last thing, uh, you got the playoffs coming up. How, how do you feel about, uh, you know, that, that opportunity for you guys? Uh, it's good. You know, we're, I think he is, even though he did technically just get this win, we're still not in Maui for um, the century because we haven't won a PGA event. So wow. we're still foot to the metal. You know, we're, we're trying to win until, and to, to get into Maui just because he plays so well there that we know it's a good opportunity to win again. So, um, you know, obviously Eastlake suits him really well. He's played really well there and uh, we're just looking forward to, to getting that win in before uh, the end of the year. Good stuff. Well, hey, Austin, enjoyed uh, chatting with you here for a bit and uh, have a great week in Memphis, man. Should be a, a, a nice tournament out there for you guys. Yeah, cool. Thanks, Garrett. Appreciate it.
Well, a big thank you there to Austin Kaiser for joining me on Beyond the Clubhouse. I, I thought it was really fun stuff. I'd love to hear uh, some of the stories, especially when he started getting emotional for the first time, talking to his wife Tiffany in that phone conversation, what, 15, 20 minutes after the win. Xander punching him in the chest there uh, in the locker room afterwards and how cool that was. Xander showing some emotion. A different smile he hadn't seen in a long time. So, hey, big win uh, for Team Shoffley. It'll be great to see what they do going forward. And the other thing my takeaway from Olympic golf, too, was just how united, how excited uh, golf Twitter was. Uh, waking up the next morning, I didn't stay up the whole night. I, I didn't have time to do that. I, I watched a little bit, maybe the first six or seven holes. But just watching on Twitter the next day, Alan Shipnuck, so many people so thrilled with the result, with the way it finished, the seven-man playoff of the bronze. I was really impressed uh, just with how happy everybody in the golf Twitter community was, uh, <laughs> to say the least, uh, from the Olympics. So that was kind of my takeaway. I, I really liked the golf course uh, was interesting, seeing Xander, of course, trying to drive that short par four on the front. I saw a few guys trying to do that. A couple balls got stuck in the trees, if you remember. I think it was number six. Um, so there were some interesting holes. Uh, the course looked um, interesting. Yeah, it looked like it had some variety, and I was uh, thoroughly enjoying uh, watching coverage of the Olympics. So I hope you liked it as well. Uh, stay tuned. we got plenty more episodes of Beyond the Clubhouse coming up here again soon.